Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 30 with Murdy with your host, Sweeney Murdy. Well, um, this is, in my judgment, the, the best script I've ever written out of the 34, 35. Um, it's the one that's gotten the best response. And this is the one that's been closest to being made probably about seven or eight times. I've always described uh, getting a movie made as like uh, opening up a lock with 15 tumblers. Mm-hmm. and I've gotten to 13 and 14 on this one, and I couldn't quite push it uh, all the way open. There are a couple reasons, um, which I'll get into, but the, the backstory is that um, I was called by an executive at TriStar and said, we have just bought the rights to Mickey Mantle's autobiography called The Mix, mm-hmm. and um, would you be interested? I said, well... Absolutely. He was my childhood hero. And uh, I was a big baseball fan, big Yankee fan, loved the Yankees. In fact, I kept on begging my dad to, to for a pilgrimage from Bloomington, Indiana to New York. We yeah. finally did it in 1961. Uh, saw a doubleheader with Kansas City. It was uh, such a meaningful experience to me that I remember hopping out of the, the stands and grabbing grass and dirt <laughs> and putting it in uh, envelopes to say, you know, that I was there. Wow. Hallowed ground. Um, and uh, a security guard running after me. <laughs> uh, at any rate, um, I, I read the book, but I, I didn't see any, I didn't see a movie there. I just, it was a collection of anecdotes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I knew, everybody knew the basic story, you know, that uh, his dad and, you know, working him out left, right, switch hitter, so on and so forth. And um, I was very well aware of his history, and I'd heard rumors about his drinking and carousing and all of that. And it was in there, some of it, um, a lot of it. Uh, but but um, still, there didn't seem to be a last act. There didn't seem to be, yeah, what's this all about? Or, I mean, what, what's the movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, the TriStar said to me, uh, well, we would like 
to get you and Mickey together, and because um, he said that there's things in, that he didn't put in the book that maybe you'd be interested in. That really intrigued me. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I said, okay. Um, I flew with an executive to New York, and it was that time. He told I, I said, why was I called? You know, he said, well, we were in discussion with Mickey. We wanted to get, we wanted to find a writer who fit his sensibility. And we were asking about what movies he had seen lately did he like. And he said Hoosiers was about his favorite movie he'd seen in like 10 years. Wow. And you, you have no idea how much that meant. That was like really special. <laughs> yeah. So I was feeling really great, really positive and excited to hear all these, these stories. We end up going to a, a restaurant. I can't remember. It's an Italian restaurant. And um, he was sitting in the back. There was a security guard to make sure no one approached the table. And he was so drunk at that time. Mm. And I, I he kept on ordering, I'll never forget, Stoli on the Rocks with a Twist. Mm. And um, I tried to keep up with him, but then I started getting a little blurry-eyed. <laughs> uh, but the stories that he started to spin were really kind of not really, they weren't movie stuff. They, he would tell me all these stories about, uh, let's say they were having to do with women and they were X-rated, yeah. and then he would say, oh, well, you can't use that. You can't use that, you know, right. um, I'm married. But he was he was with another woman at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it, it, I was kind of confused by the whole thing. But then I, I, I was waiting and uh, couldn't wait to talk to him about his dad because I thought that there was something really fundamental about um, I, I, I felt that there was a, a complicated relationship there mm-hmm. and um, that w- it wasn't just uh, all positive and and I brought his dad up and, his, and he kind of changed and he said I really don't want to talk about my dad um, but I will say he's one of the greatest men who ever lived I, I ever knew Mm. And that's that's all that's all you need to know, and that's when I knew that whatever whole vision his soul, whatever pain he was carrying, I felt was directly connected to his dad because the only time that he really became raw and sensitive and vulnerable, and he got so drunk afterwards, he said, "I, I have to go home. Let's meet for lunch," and then. Um, then we so we met for lunch, and I was telling him, I said, I can't, I don't know what the movie is, I can't get anything out of him, and I hope he's, you know, now maybe sober, we'll we'll have a better time. Well, he had, he was like, he ordered like five Bloody Marys oh, wow. in the course of like fifteen minutes after Whoa. sitting down for lunch. And uh, we were going to have dinner that night, and I just backed out, and I told, I told, uh, I, I told the executive, I can't do this, you know, this there's this. He's in deep pain. He's he's troubled. He's a, he's an alcoholic, and he doesn't know. He has no consciousness. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know where his pain comes from. Or if he does, he's certainly not going to talk to me about it. And he certainly doesn't want a movie made about it either. So I can't tell. I can't tell a story on the surface. You know that should be a documentary. Um, but it has a, it has a no last act. It has a very sad ending there because he seemed like an incredibly sad person. Mm. And uh, it was maybe, and so that was it. I think they hired a couple other writers to take a crack at it, and it worked out. And then two or three years later, um, I, I got a, 
uh, I've read in Sports Illustrated that he went to the Betty Ford Center. Right. And it changed his life. And he came out and, you know, Bob Costas wrote wrote an article in in the Sports Illustrated. and, And I remember thinking to myself, well, that's the movie. He now has the last act. He's come to consciousness. Yeah. You know, and he's he's really fessed up. And he also helped two of his other sons get, go into the Betty Ford Center themselves. One of the sons and the, and the, his wife had been there, and they convinced him to go. But he he became, you know, a true believer in how it changed his life. Mm-hmm. And he lived in the truth. And I thought that there was a movie there. And I was I never pursued it, but I, I got a call from the producer a guy named Larry Melly, who was friends of the family. And he said, um, I was thinking about your comment about there was no last act. You have a last act now. Are you interested in doing this? The family um, had a great deal of admiration for you walking away from that uh, film mm. for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, let's, let's have a meeting and let me lay out where, uh, what, what my parameters would be if I write this. Um, and it was, there were three of them. One was, I had to tell the truth. I had to tell everything, warts and all. Uh, secondly, I, I had to direct myself. I didn't want to hand it over to somebody else. And third, I needed to talk to somebody at the Betty Ford Center. I need to know. I don't know anything about the 28-step program. Mm-hmm. Although my brother uh, and sister had, you know, had done who, you know, were, had issues in the addiction world mm-hmm. and um, had not done Betty for 28 days, but had been going to meetings. And so I, I, um, <clears throat> everything was satisfied. They said yes to everything. And it was arranged with the president or the head of uh, Betty Ford that I go into the Betty Ford clinic um, as a patient called, uh, I, I, I I think it's called Professionals and Residents, which is they do it for therapists, Mm -hmm. and it's a way of understanding the process by walking in the patient's shoes. Mm. So I did that for five days, and I was also assigned to to, uh, Mickey's um, uh, group therapy leader and the person who guided him, you know, during the 28 days. And um, they signed a release of confidentiality, so that the... The counselor could talk to me about what what happened with him and and how he, you know, how he changed over that twenty eight days. And it was it was that was the movie. That was the movie. So I I wrote a script that was basically flashbacks from the group therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, you know, not necessarily chronological, but uh, it was about his own constant, you know, coming to consciousness and, and personal growth and how. The external hero wasn't ultimately didn't ever feel like a hero internally, but he internally felt like a hero when he finally got sober, and unfortunately, he lived another year. So I never got to talk to him after that. Mm. But um, uh, that's the script I wrote, and it, it you know I wrote it for 20th Century Fox, and and <laughs> the president of Fox said. Everybody loves this script, but it's so dark. It's so depressing. Right. I said, well, it ends well. It ends very positively. And he comes to his truth with his own, you know, the key was his relationship with his father, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the, the, and, and he said, too dark, too dark, too dark. If you, unless you can get Matt Damon or Brad Pitt to do it, uh, we, we can't do it. And it was submitted. I know, I know both of them. And, and it was submitted to both of them. 
and, and their response was appropriate in this way, uh, which is they were in their, I think they were in their mid to late 20s, and they said, we could, this, need, this movie needs to be double cast. You need to have a young Mickey ah, yeah. when he was vibrant and such a superstar. And then sure. you needed the 61-year-old Mickey who was dissipated, who was destroyed, who who looked like death warmed over when he when he got into the Betty Ford Center. He said, and the, the, the young Mickey is not that interesting. <laughs> I mean, right, it's, not the, right. there's not, it's not that complicated. There's an Academy Award in the older Mickey. <laughs> so right. that's why they passed on it. You know, it's, as I said, we've had various... Uh, uh, people have have almost gotten it made. Have almost have fi- trying to figure out how to get it made all these years, and we still can't. But we're, we've never stopped trying. Do you do you think it's? I can t- I can tell you it's in the hands of somebody who can get it made right now. Really, that's how close we are. Wow. So I mean, and as you said, you've gotten to step thirteen or fourteen out of fifteen many times. Do you do you feel confident in any way that this is ever going to get made? Well, let me just tell you about what I learned about being in the film business for 45 years, yeah. which is you are never confident <laughs> that anything will ever get made, yeah. but you are always hopeful. Okay. Okay. And you always believe there's a possibility. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 